good morning all the healthy foodies and fasting people. <laughs> this is Food School Smarter, Stronger, Leaner podcast. Podcast dedicated to one thing to learn and apply to eat better daily. And in this case, to fast better daily. I'm your host, Angela Sharina from Create Yourself That Today, your personal nutritionist, your personal health and wellness guru, your personal diet detective, food inspector, and just someone who cares a lot about what you put on your plate, in your mouth, in order to hopefully feel awesome, look amazing, and perform the best on all levels. So uh, over the past couple of days, guys, we talked about fasting. We talked about what fasting is, uh, what are the kinds of fasting you can do. Uh, we talked about fat fasting. We talked about how fasting is different from low-calorie dieting. We talked about fasting, the best protocols for um, fat loss and fasting. We talked about muscle building and fasting. I shared a little bit about my own practice. So if, um, by the way, when it comes to my own practice, I practice fasting every single day, uh, at least intermittent fasting. I've been practicing fasting for a long, long period of time. That's why for me, it's enjoyable. That's why for me, uh, you know, it's comfortable and I really love it. Uh, and I feel the benefits and I don't feel any uh, possible negative effects of it. But guys, remember that it didn't start this way. I was not always a fan of fasting. It wasn't always easy for me. And especially when I was on a higher carb diet, fasting for me was more difficult because each time I would start fasting, my body had to switch from burning glucose, from burning sugar to burning fat. And it's a little bit different machinery in our cells that uses primarily fat for fuel and uses primarily glucose for fuel. Also, our brain has to adapt to the fact that there is less glucose available and our brain has to switch to ketone bodies, you know, another energy molecule that our brain can use for fuel along with glucose. So it, it wasn't as easy as it is now for me. When, I, when my body burns fat most of the time and when I switch to fasting for my body, for my brain inside, it doesn't make any difference to burn uh, fat from food or to burn fat from my own body. And all of us, unless we are severely malnourished and uh, undergoing starvation, have a lot of fat to burn for energy, more than enough, in fact. So just uh, a fact that I want you to be aware of, that it wasn't easy, it wasn't always easy for me, um, that it was a habit that I had to work on, so it became second nature to me. And yes, at first, you know, it could feel, it can feel um, not as pleasant, uh, you can feel detox effects, especially if your diet is not that great the rest of the time when you're not fasting, or if you have problems with your blood glucose and your insulin levels is all over um, the place, then fasting might have some unpleasant uh, sensations. So um, don't feel bad if it doesn't come easy right away 
to you. Just practice it, work on your nutrition, work on your lifestyle, and the healthier you get, the easy fasting gets. And also, usually, the longer fasts you do, first and second day usually are the hardest, guys. So if you do longer fast, three or five days, it actually gets easier. You just got to kind of push through those hardest days. And hunger also, it's the hunger is more of of a habit and not physiological, but psychological habit. So basically when your stomach is empty, usually somewhere around four hours after your last meal, Uh, that's when you feel kind of hungry and wanting another meal. But it doesn't mean that your body lacks nutrients, nor does it mean that you need to eat. You just got to kind of put it aside, get busy, and it will go away. Hunger is more uh, hormonal. Uh, It's caused more by your hormones, and it's more in your head than uh, in your body. That's what you want to remember. And also remember that fasting, usually uh, the feeling... um, the feeling of hunger usually is the strongest in the morning, or it's the weakest in the morning, and then somewhere around 7, 7.30, it's the strongest. That's why also people tend to have snacks, to uh, be worse with their eating habits at night. It's because naturally, because of our hormones, around 7 or 8 p.m., that's where our hunger is at its highest. Um, so, I prefer to go to bed early so I don't have to uh, go through, you know, hunger uh, strikes sometimes when they occur or uh, if, for example, I'm working uh, late or, uh, I don't know, something happens and I'm not sleeping at night, that's when it's the hardest to be um, really good with my diet and follow my nutritional plan. Just something I want you also to be aware of, that it's not you. Hunger is the strongest for everyone at night. But again, it's not... It is kind of physiological, but it's mostly uh, played by your hormones, not the lack of nutrients in your body. And once you get over it in the morning, you're going to not feel it again. Today, uh, we will talk more about fasting and health. So fasting is amazing for different aspects of health. But today we will talk about specifically about five of them. So first, fasting and gut health. Uh, As you might imagine, uh, fasting uh, is the time when we don't eat anything. And our gut health, our uh, digestion improves when we regularly fast. Why does it happen? Because simply your digestive system, your gut that has millions and millions of bacteria, uh, your gut cells, your uh, stomach lining, all of that needs time, uh, usually more than uh, you would give you would give it by not eating only when you sleep. Uh, your digestive system needs time to recover, to restore, uh, to replenish, uh, and regenerate uh, all the cells. And your body every day needs at least 12 hours without food to do that. That's what the studies show, that uh, if you do not fast at least 12 hours a day, sleep period including, uh, then 
your gut health, your digestive health will degenerate. And basically, you're going to absorb less nutrients from your food. Uh, you're going to have more inflammation in your digestive tract and in your gut. Uh, you might have more uh, autoimmune reactions, allergic reactions uh, to your food. Your digestion might be compromised. Uh, you might have gas or, uh, again, food allergies, a lot of things. So fasting is essential for your gut health for uh, good absorption of nutrients, but also to stabilize and to regulate your blood glucose and your insulin levels. That is very important. And that leads us to our metabolic health and kind of like disease of this generation or diseases, uh, type 2 diabetes, that it basically uh, happens because people just eat too much carbohydrates that is uh, essentially converted into blood glucose, into blood sugar, and then our body packs all that sugar, all that glucose that is toxic in bigger than needed amounts in our blood and in our body and and in our brain. So uh, your body with insulin, with the help of insulin, tries to pack all that excess glucose into cells, into muscle glycogen, into liver glycogen, uh, and then when there is no space anymore, because that uh, amount of storage is limited, because it's actually, again, toxic for our body in bigger than needed amounts. So our body stores uh, that excess glucose into fat cells, but then at some point your body just cannot use any glucose and pack it anywhere. And your body and your cells say to your body, basically, no, we cannot accept um, glucose anymore. And your body becomes uh, insulin resistant. And it still, because you're eating more and more carbohydrates, tries to increase the amount of insulin, try to push more glucose into cells, but cells resisting. And that's how you get type 2 diabetes, that is basically a disease of too much insulin. And what's the best way to treat it? It's uh, not more insulin medication. <laughs> it only gonna uh, ruin your body and your metabolism more. Uh, it's actually trying to burn off the excess glucose in your body, in your cells, and also do not supply new glucose. That's why low-carbohydrate diets work uh, well with type 2 diabetes, but even more so, in a better way, fasting works. So fasting allows your body to use the glucose that is available, but also there is nothing uh, coming in, no glucose, no fuel of any kind that can be converted into any kind of fuel or blood sugar or glucose, uh, and uh, your insulin and levels start naturally to uh, decrease. And the amount of time you need to decrease the unhealthy levels of insulin will depend on how screwed up your metabolism is, how long you've been on an unhealthy diet, on your age, on your general health levels. Um, So sometimes you need longer fast, sometimes uh, you need much bigger amount of uh, fast to restore your insulin levels where it's supposed to be. But fasting works uh, all the time. The only thing is, if you are type 2 diabetic or you have any kind of problems with your blood sugar and you're taking medications for that, then you need to consistently monitor your blood glucose and adjust the amount of medication, especially if it's uh, insulin-lowering medications. You need to adjust that amount um, so your blood glucose doesn't fall too much because 
too little of blood glucose is also detrimental to health and can cause death. So ideally, you would work with your uh, doctor and um, monitor your blood sugar uh, and uh, adjust the amount of uh, medications accordingly. So be really careful with that because it's not a joke. You can actually die from that uh, if you do not work again on lowering your insulin proper way. So gut health, uh, diabetes and metabolic health. Let's go to heart health. And uh, we know that the total amount of especially LDL cholesterol, uh, you know, there are so many markers and doctors, heart uh, doctors, they still kind of cannot figure out what's the best like numbers, what is the best ratio to to predict uh, the uh, heart disease or any kind of, uh, you know, heart or um, heart attacks or anything like that. But uh, in general, the higher your uh, cholesterol levels, your LDL cholesterol levels especially, the lower your HDL cholesterol, uh, then you most probably have more probability to get some kind of um, heart disease or um you know, heart attack, uh, God forbid, or anything like that. And uh, it's also proven that uh, nutrition or eating a lot of cholesterol has little to do uh, with, it doesn't influence the amount of, you know, bad cholesterol or an undesirable uh, numbers. The amount of cholesterol you eat from your eggs, for example, doesn't really influence the amount of cholesterol circulating in your blood. But one proven method to reduce the amount of cholesterol in your blood is to cause the liver to produce less of that cholesterol. Uh, And statins, you know, um, they use them for that reason, but, uh, you know, they do not elevate the cause uh, of high cholesterol in the first place. But fasting is proven to be one of those methods that uh, actually uh, predictably lower your cholesterol. So they did this study or research when they put uh, people with high cholesterol on 70-day alternate day, so it means every other day, fasting, and their cholesterol, their LDL cholesterol uh, fell by 25% and HDL cholesterol was preserved. So that's the good kind of cholesterol. Um, So fasting helps with... Uh, blood cholesterol every single time. So if you're one of those people who are in danger of uh, any kind of, you know, uh, of either heart attack or heart disease, increased risk of mortality, then fasting is highly recommended to you, Eid, and it's one of the methods that will for sure help uh, you um to lower your cholesterol and to improve your heart health, to decrease the amount of triglycerides circulating in your blood. Uh, and, you know, uh, low-carb, high-fat diet, some people say that that also helps, but it actually can have the reverse effect on some people, um, depending on genetics and their um, heart health in the first place. Um, so again, if you have problems with heart disease, if you are um, a person with high risk of heart disease and, um, you know, arteriosclerosis and all of that, then try fasting. Um, Brain health. 
it's proven and shown that fasting increases our focus, our alertness. It actually um, helps to improve memory uh, because it lowers insulin and lowering insulin uh, is proven to have a great effect uh, on better memory. Uh, we produce new neurons uh, and we have um, this um, neurotrophic brain-derived neurotrophic factor or BDNF that also proven to improve all the functions in your brain and production of new neurons and improvement of memory. So all that happens when you fast. Uh, people who fast, um, the decrease of nutrient availability makes people, we are one of those animals uh, that lack of nutrients makes us more active, more alert. And from evolutionary standpoint, it makes all the sense. When you don't have food available, when we were running in some Africa in savannas trying to survive, finding food uh, while other animals would try to hunt us, probably, um, it, make, it makes all the sense that our brain functions would increase uh, in order to, you know, find the meal or escape uh, from predator. So fasting, as it was back then, that probably helped us to survive um, and become predominant species, dominant species on this planet. So fasting helped us to survive and it still helps you to perform the best mentally. And it also helps with a lot of uh, brain diseases, uh, even with things like Alzheimer and dementia, but there is not so much research in that area using fasting as therapeutic method. But anything brain-related, brain health-related fasting, regular fasting helps with that. Longevity. Fasting is probably the best anti-aging tool that you have available to you. Why is that? Well, fasting actually um, works both ways, meaning uh, when you fast and you don't have any protein uh, available, any kind of nutrients, your uh, glucose and insulin uh, levels low, your body doesn't sense any nutrients coming in. So what your body does is kills the weak cells, uh, it kills the part of your cells uh, that are not functioning. So those processes are called apoptosis or cell death and autophagy when basically cells uh, eat themselves, eating the least functional parts of cells because there is lack of energy. So your cells eat what is not needed. At the same time, your body has increased levels of growth hormone that helps your body to regenerate and to build better machinery to survive. So basically, fasting helps to kill or destroy old parts of you on a cellular level and to create new cells and new uh, cellular structures replacing the old ones. And that works the best for longevity for your skin, for your internal organs, for, I don't know, your nails, your hair, everything. Believe me, if you try fasting on a regular basis, you will not you will not need any kind of uh, skin solutions uh, or skin therapies for a very, very long 
time. Uh, so try fasting for longevity. It works on a cellular level on every single cell in your body, in your brain, in your gut. So if there is, you know, uh, the best solution to almost any kind of disease except of malnutrition, you know, and starvation, then fasting is probably it. And again, it's great for longevity. It will help you to improve your metabolic health. And if you have any kind of issues with your insulin and glucose levels, it works much better than any kind of diet, low carb, high fat, or whatever uh, calorie restriction diet. Uh, It works for your brain also, improving your memory, improving your focus, your alertness, and your ability to uh, learn. Uh, It improves your heart health like no statin will ever. Uh, It uh, improves your gut health, regenerating all the gut cells in your stomach and in your um, gut, uh, helping to uh, proliferate good bacteria in your gut also. So try fasting. It works on so many level, uh, levels, improving your, again, brain health, your heart health, your metabolic health, your uh, longevity, uh, so many things. So guys, if you have questions about fasting, if you need more details, if you want to read more stories, more studies, more research that get complete guide to fasting by uh, Dr. Jason Funk, who's done a lot of research and practiced uh, it with his patients, uh, a lot different kinds of patients. Um, pick up this book, The Complete Guide to Fasting. You can find the link to this book uh, in the show notes. I've read it. I loved it. I highly recommend it. It's the book to get on fasting if you want to learn all about fasting, all, uh, you know, scientifically based uh, what's available right now. Also, you can uh, schedule a Q&A call with me using the link again in the show notes, and I will tell you all about my, my practice, the best uh, fasting practice for fat loss and muscle building. That's my specialty. So do something, do anything. If there is an issue that you have, with your health, it probably can be helped a lot with fasting, but you need to do it right. You know, uh, you need to know what what is allowed during your particular fast, what is better to consume or not to consume, when it's best to do fasting, what's the length of the best fast in your particular uh, situation. But um, all the details, you know, put aside, fasting is probably the safest way to improve your health in most cases. So guys, thank you for listening. Uh, I love you all. I'll, I wish you the best metabolic health and brain health and gut health and heart health and start fasting. Uh, eat right every day when you do not fast, but also start fasting. So again, love you all. Have an awesome day and till next time. Well, maybe try fasting.